0: The Hammer, Chapter 20. Corvin expected to see a squad of soldiers burst into the hall, but instead the large black lizard slipped inside the door with a rustle of scales, its keen eyes searching the room. Corvin pushed farther back from the ledge. Dearest father moved away from the tapestry. Chief Watcher, we are honored to have your presence in our quarters. May you find the truth you seek." A chortling hiss of a laugh slithered across the floor. High priest of the core, this time your pious religious greeting is most appropriate, for what I seek is standing right before me. He gestured with his damaged hand, the long polished claw glinting in the light of the huge lumion. The most lovely Tirith. Why would you seek me, most honorable watcher? The sarcasm in Tyrus' voice was thinly veiled. The black spines on the lizard's neck stiffened. I think you know my purpose here. I am certain your spies have already announced my arrival. The high priest folded his arms. If you have business in our quarters, you are required to state it clearly, chief watcher. Oh, yes, your precious laws. We must keep all the laws and obey the priests. Then the light will come again to the core, and truth and justice will reign from the palace, just as it shows in your beautiful tapestry. The black lizard approached a large wall hanging. It's a wonderful thing, this religion of yours. False hope is so useful in keeping you humans in line. As the chief watcher examined the tapestry, the high priest stepped up behind him. Hope! is all the people have these days. In your greed you have taken everything else away. The lizard world, its thick tail slapping the wall. Do not abuse your position by insulting me, high priest. It is only by my permission that your religion still exists. Most of the people find my ceremonies much more satisfying, perhaps even more hopeful. yes. "'Tirith said coldly. "'First you take away their food, "'then you have them worship gods who will give it back, "'as long as they sacrifice the best and brightest of their youth, "'the only ones who might stand up to you.' "'The black face contorted, "'the sharp spines around its neck pushing out like an angry porcupine. "'It studied Tirith through narrowed eyes. "'You are the brightest I have seen for a long time, Tirith.' "'I understand why Morgon was so determined to acquire you for himself,' he smiled. "'But I do not have the same use for you as he, "'so I believe the next wasting ceremony will be your last.' "'The old man shook his finger at the chief watcher. "'I demand a trial by the elders. "'She is the high priest's daughter.' "'The black lizard leapt forward and shoved the elderly man to his knees. "'Do not demand anything from me, priest.' He yanked the old man's head back and dragged the lone claw across the wrinkled neck. I hold your life in my hands. I will do as I wish. The long claw gestured to the door. Does it not seem strange to you that I am here without my men? They know I am here to arrest your daughter. If I tell them you attacked me and I had to kill you, that is what they will believe. You can't fool everyone. The high priest tried to pull away. The truth will eventually be made known. You can't kill the truth. The lizard pulled the old man's head closer and looked into his eyes. I rule the core, and it's time you embraced that truth. It gestured toward the tapestry. Even your precious core, Van, could not. A long, low hiss filled the chamber, as if a nest of snakes had been disturbed from hibernation. He dragged the high priest toward the wall. Where did you find this tapestry? Tira's father raised his head. It has always been here. It is considered a valuable work of art. The legends say that only a Corvan can tell what it means. Legends! The lizard spat the word in the old man's face. When I am finished, that is all your kind will be. Legends! He pressed the point of his claw into the taut skin of the old man's neck. A droplet of blood appeared and trickled down into the folds of the priest's robe. Your foolish plans to overthrow me have failed. The chief watcher pulled the old man's head back farther. The high priest's gaze fell on Corvin's face. His eyes grew wide. The lizard pushed his long claw deeper. The chair that broke over the lizard's back came from nowhere, toppling his scaly body into a heap by the wall. Tirith stood over her father, her shoulders heaving, two legs of a shattered chair clutched in her fists. The dark reptile uncoiled like a charmed snake rising from a basket and slipped toward the young woman. Brushing the chair legs aside, he lifted her struggling body over his head, strode to the huge table and slammed her down on top of it. He pushed his nose against her cheek. If you were not so useful in destroying this foolish religion, I would kill you now. Fearless ones like you are most dangerous, especially beautiful ones whom the people will follow. The black head pulled away and studied her face for a long moment. The long claw flicked out and ripped a jagged gash across her right cheek. Tirith cried in pain and clasped her hand over the wound. Blood squeezed past her fingers and flowed onto the table. The thin, forked tongue of the chief watcher whipped out and licked the claw clean. He looked down at Tirith, writhing in pain, and clicked his teeth. Such a waste! He turned to the high priest. Your daughter has saved your life. I did not use enough poison to kill you, old man. Perhaps you will live long enough to see her sacrificed to the Kor's new gods at the next wasting. He looked back to Tirith, his neck muscles twisting. Yes, yes. This will be a special event. I will have all the priests join us for your trial. I do hope you live to see this, high priest. It will be a fitting end for your family and your hopeless faith. The lizard jumped from the table and clicked its claws on a silver disc that hung around its neck. In an instant, the hall was filled with soldiers. Take these two to the cells, the chief watcher commanded. When I questioned them on the whereabouts of Terran, they attacked me. He pointed to the pieces of chair scattered across the floor. The punishment for such treason is death. The soldiers stood still, looking at the high priest and the scene before them. I said take them. The men scurried to help Tirith and her father to their feet, ushering them toward the door as if something terrible might happen to them at any moment. Tirith shook off their hands and walked with her head held high. The blood ran down her forearm and dripped from her elbow, marking her path as she exited the hall. The high priest reached the doorway and turned around. This is not over, chief watcher. The Corvan will put an end to your tyranny. The black lizard dismissed the captives with a contemptuous wave of his arm and turned back to the tapestry. The high priest pushed the palms of his hands together as if praying and pointed them up toward Corvan's hiding place. Corvan watched transfixed as the high priest bowed and backed away slowly from the room, the soldiers following after him. Was the old man giving him a signal? What did it mean? As the noise of the soldiers faded away, the chief watcher remained motionless, studying the tapestry for what seemed an eternity. Finally, he extended the long claw and cut out the center. The sound was like fingernails on a chalkboard and sent shivers down Corvin's spine. The jagged piece of tapestry fell to the floor. The lizard picked it up and folded it into a neat square. Now! "'It is over, High Priest.' "'The black creature turned on his heel and strode toward the door. "'Suddenly he whirled about and looked past the glow of lumian directly at Corvan. "'I almost forgot about you.' "'Corvan froze in terror. "'The lizard dropped the folded tapestry on the unbroken chair "'and pulled a short curved blade from a scabbard at his waist. "'He gave the blade a twist, and it opened into a circle of four curved blades.' With practiced ease, he lifted his arm and released the weapon. Corvin had no time to move. A flash of silver whirred past his ear, then returned to its owner. The lizard caught his weapon in midair. Then he stepped back, his cruel face full of anticipation. In the stillness, Corvin heard the drip of fluid as splashes of light shimmered on the table under the large lumian. The large globe shuddered and fell a few inches its main cord almost severed by the lizard's blade its life juice trickled onto the table as the long tendrils around it reached out to keep the heavy globe from falling with a loud tearing sound the stem snapped dropping the lumion with a sickening splat on the table the huge globe exploded into pieces that rained down over the stone floor the lizard, leapt up into the quivering mass that remained, flicked his weapon back to a single blade and cut out the center of the smashed globe. As the light ebbed from the shattered lumion, he pulled out a pulsing red core. He clutched it to his chest and poked about greedily in the pulpy flesh, sloshing his way around the table. Stepping down, he slipped his knife away and kicked aside a chunk of the lumian's thick skin. Just like everything else in this foolish religion, the mother plant was also a lie only one heart. He held the glistening red pod up in his claw and stared at it. A look of fear crossed his face, his eyes then narrowed in anger. I won't become an animal again, he spat the words out. You fed its power to me. You needed me to understand, and now I know more than you could ever comprehend. Now you will pay for what you have done. He dropped the Lumian heart into his mouth, Chewing and exhaling in ecstasy, blood-red juice trickled out between his pointed teeth. The dark eyes closed in satisfaction, then bugged open as if they would pop right out of his head. Every vein in its thick neck bulged and jerked as the lizard fell to the floor, writhing and agony and gurgling in the back of his throat. Was it choking on the Lumian seed? A pool of dark shadows spread out from around the contorted body as if the creature was bleeding darkness. The light streaming into the room from the skylights dimmed as if the black from below was rising to push it away. The temperature of the air plummeted. The chief watcher's breast shot out from his nostrils in spasmodic jets of vapor as he whimpered on the floor. Corvin pulled his hands and feet into the cloak and huddled on the ledge. The chief watcher gave one last terrible cry and was still. In the dead air, the light from the Lumians outside the skylights pushed back into the room, flowing around the dark creature. The lizard groaned and rolled onto his knees. His eyes narrowed and an ugly sneer spread across the scaled face. Such amazing power in this one. So much pain. But it was worth it. Now I see clearly what I must do. The chief watcher stood to his feet and put his good claw under a thick collar around his neck. If I play this right... I can be free from you as well. As soon as the words left his lips, he hunched low and looked fearfully out into the hallway. Satisfied that no one was listening, he raised his head and sauntered out the door, banging it shut.